Thank you all for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network, free and available where you find folks get your podcast. Also, today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos is the official sponsor of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. On today's episode, that's right, Victory Monday, baby. Michigan State is 2-0 to start Big Ten play on the hardwood. And then 24-7 Sports, Justin Thin joins to talk about, oh, all things National Signing Day, transfers, and just uh, another hoot and a half with our guy Justin. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, you wonderful Spartan fans. How on earth are you doing today? Just going to assume that you answered that you're doing just fine. Hopefully you had a great weekend. Uh, I know I did up here in the sunny Metro Detroit area. That's right, got to golf on Sunday. Tee it up in 37-degree weather. That's right, baby. That's what dreams are made of. Uh, on today's show, like I said, yeah, we got to talk about the basketball game on Saturday. And then 24-7 Sports' Justin Thin is joining us to talk about upcoming National Signing Day, some transfers that MSU has gotten, and all sorts of football things. But before we get to either of those, I just need to politely ask you to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Yes, this is Locked on Spartans. We do this five days a week. And while there is no Michigan State games to be played this week, that is not going to slow our roll down because, like I said, Wednesday, National Signing Day, we'll have all sorts of coverage for that. Uh, We'll talk about, you know, I I think we're going to have a Kenneth Walker-only show where we just talk about his great season. We're going to have Tony Mandarich on at some point as well. So yeah, uh, no shortage of content for you fine folks this week here in the Locked On Spartans podcast. Uh, If you ever want to reach out, question Comment, concerns, I know a lot of you people have uh, used the inbox as almost like a therapeutic tool to rightfully complain about Kenneth Walker not being a Heisman finalist. So LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com. If you have anything to get off your chest, um, or if, of course, you have a question or a topic that you want me to talk about on the show, hey, I'm all ears, baby. So that is where to reach out. All right, without further ado, well, let's just talk about this basketball game, huh? That's right, Michigan State. Not just two and O in Big Ten play to start their basketball season, but hey, also two and O against the spread. If uh, that's your cup of tea during basketball season, so no, the Spartans looked awesome. Uh, they won eighty to sixty four. They, uh, you know, okay, sure, it was a little close for the first fifteen minutes of the first half, but man, MSU turned the Jets on, especially in transition, uh, outscoring Penn State thirty one to three. On the fast break, 31-3 to was the margin for fast break points between the two teams. I don't know if Penn State or the coaching staff ever saw a second of film from Michigan State, oh, in the last 20 years. Because they look surprised that Michigan State likes to run after missed shots, made shots, uh, any sort of, yeah. So that was a little puzzling, but hey, 16-point win. Not going to complain about it, so thank you very much. Uh, a lot of individual performances to talk about, of course, but I got three highlighted. And, you know, of course, it's Marcus Bingham. We'll start with him. He just has a vintage game, just a double-double. Uh, and this is now just becoming commonplace almost for Marcus so far this season, where it's like, all right, he has his 12 points, he has his 13 rebounds, he has his three blocks, and you just think, yeah, that's standard game for Marcus, but can't take that for granted, you know? like, and I'm guilty of it, too. I just brush right by it sometimes as well, but... Marcus has got it going this year. This is actually his fifth game this season with at least three blocks. So, yeah, that is an 
Okay start to the season for our guy Marcus. Safe to say that, uh, yeah, that step forward that we've been waiting for him to take for, uh, you know, last year or two, I think it's been made. I think it's been made. Uh, another leader on this team, of course, uh, Gabe Brown with his team high 15 points. Also tying his season high three-point total with four made three-pointers. So, hey, listen, this is always a fun debate that you could have because I don't necessarily think there's a correct answer. But in my opinion, if you're having the conversation of whose team is this? Like, if you could just narrow it down to one player, you know, obviously a few years ago it was Cash's team. If you want to go back far enough, it was Draymond's team or Drew Neitzel's team. I think this year it's Gabe Brown's team. He brings a, a, a certain energy that no one else brings to the court. And I, I'm, that's not ragging on the other players. All the other players are fine and well at bringing energy. It's just Gabe Brown. He's got it ticked up a few notches. And, uh, yeah, for the most part, that's worked out for him this season. Of course, we go back to the opening night game against Kansas where he seemed a little too amped up. But, like we also said after the Kansas game, I'd rather him being too amped up than not amped up at all. And when he can find a comfortable, energetic level, oh boy, is he a fine player to have on the court. And uh, yeah, really, really hot start behind the three-point arc for him so far this season as I knock on wood. And I save the third guy last but not least because this is a guy that just, of course, everyone's having a conversation about for all good reasons. It's Tyson Walker. Tyson Walker, and I'm going to mention the Kansas game again, which at this point seems like it was six months ago, but yeah, really just didn't seem comfortable at all. And I can't believe just in in this short amount of time how comfortable he looks. It is game by game. I swear I hop on this microphone every time where we go on Twitter or your message boards or your Facebook discussions or probably just talking to your friends. And I swear after every game, it's like, Tyson's looking a lot more comfortable. He's looking a lot better. He's looking a lot more smooth and well, yeah, it's because he really is. I mean, he's really come along quick, early, and now I feel a little foolish just for half-heartedly throwing out the conversation of, should he be our starting point guard, or should A.J. Hogard be our starting point guard? But, hey, you know what? Uh, here we are. I think that answer has been given to us right now. Uh, Tyson Walker on Saturday, uh, just 10 points, you know, just 9 assists, oh, just 3 steals, and just 1 turnover. That's a solid stat line from your point guard. And like I said at the top of the, the segment here, Michigan State outscoring Penn State 31-3 to on the fast break. Tyson Walker was a guy that got a lot of those going, finding guys on the wing, giving it to the guys in the paint when they needed it. Or, hey, just sometimes, why don't you just go take it yourself, Tyson? So he looked sensational. And also, I'm going to borrow this tweet from our guy Solja. He's on Twitter. He's awesome. Does work for SpartanHoops.com. He's been on the show. Just a fantastic gentleman. His last four games for Tyson Walker, he points out, 9.5 points per game, 7.3 assists per game, 2.25 steals per game, 7 field goal attempts per game. And then he also writes he's doing everything as MSU's starting point guard, transferring from the CAA to the Big Ten and playing for Izzo seems like a strenuous task, but Walker now seems comfortable with this and he looks happy. Bada boom, bada bang, could not have said it any better myself, soldier. So, yeah, Tyson Walker, especially in his last four games, has been looking strong. And before uh, closing this segment out, speaking of the last four games, let's talk about MSU's three-point shooting because it has been pretty pretty good. And also, also looks like it could maybe be sustained, too. I know that was something that I was nervous about going into the season. A lot of people were nervous about it because, well, last year's team... Had trouble shooting the ball from down deep. And, well, you lost Aaron Henry, too. And, okay, you're not really bringing back a ton of guys that had high percentages last year. 
But now, in the last four games, Michigan State has shot above 40% in each of those four games. And I want to mention this too. This is also with Max Christie shooting just 5 of 19 in that stretch for 26%. Now, that's not to rip on the kid at all. I just actually just want to point out that Michigan State is doing this in the last four games without one of their best shooters really contributing. I mean, Max Christie, safe to say, I mean, listen, I know it's a small sample size of the season and we haven't really seen anything else, but from his five-star rating, from what Izzo has said, from just what you hear, that he is a dead-eye shooter. And maybe if he starts contributing sooner than later, I think maybe he enjoys these games against Oakland, against High Point, to get the confidence up. But right now, without Max Christie, without one of your sharpshooters really performing up to his potential, you're still shooting above 40% in these games. And that's that's impressive. That's not bad at all. Um, Also, on the other side of the court, three-point defense. The last six games, Michigan State has held their opponents to under 27% shooting from three. That is also including the Baylor loss. Yeah, they were still strong and arc defense uh, back then in the Bahamas. But yeah, just so solid on offense, solid on defense for Michigan State. Let me take a second and knock on wood to make sure I don't jinx it. And uh, yeah, so what's next for Michigan State? Well, this is the only downer of this segment is that yeah, you only have two MSU basketball games in the next 19 days. This is the worst time of the year where there's no MSU football being played. There's really not a lot of MSU basketball being played because of finals and the holiday season. And so next game is Tuesday, not tomorrow, next Tuesday, December 21st against Oakland. Uh, for all my fellow Metro Detroit Spartans, try to get to that game. It's that little Caesars Arena. They got tickets on sale still. And then after Christmas, December 29th against High Point would be the next game. And let me tell you, I got used to watching MSU basketball on Christmas last year. I know it only happened once, but I would like that to be a tradition selfishly. That's not fair to the kids playing on the team, but I'm a selfish person sometimes, so I would like to see them play on Christmas uh, again in the near future. That was fun, even though they well didn't win that game, but that's beside the point. All right, guys, uh, we will continue with, of course, Michigan State talk, but we're going to switch up to football. That's right. we got a big week this week for our Spartans on the gridiron. But first, I need to talk to you fine folks about prize picks. That's right. Talk about the leader in college sports daily fantasy. Prize picks offers more college football and basketball props than anyone in the world, offering all the star players of the Power Five as well as mid-major players you might have never even heard of. Prize picks offers any prop you could think of, like basketball. You could take points, rebounds, three-pointers made, a lot more, too. I just go check out Prize Picks at prizepicks.com or the App Store, Google Play. Download the app and then make that deposit, but not without using promo code LOCKED ON. That is all one word, LOCKED ON, and that will give you a 100% instant deposit match for up to $100. So, how do you play? Well, you pick two to five players. Also, switch up the sports, too. Maybe uh, I'll take a football player here playing in a bowl game and then a basketball player over here. Pick uh, their over under on their, on their projected stats, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. It is just you against the projected numbers. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. And best of all, guys, Prize Picks is offering safe and fast withdrawals. No sketchy withdrawals whatsoever with Prize Picks. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use that promo code locked on, or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. 
And thanks again for making Lockdown Spartans your first listen every single day. And make sure to check out the Ultimate College Football Preview 2021 with local experts, betting advice, and draft analysis. The most comprehensive college football playoff preview begins this Friday. On a week where this man will be awake for 30 hours a day, he has carved out time to join us on the Lockdown Spartans podcast. And this isn't just a guest. No, this is a friend of the podcast. That's right. The one. The only Justin Thin of 24-7 Sports. How you doing, man? You doing okay? I'm good, but I'm confused. Why would I be awake this week? What's is something happening this week? I heard through the grapevine that it is National Signing Day on Wednesday. And I think do you do you work with that, any of that stuff or no? Are, are you a recruiting guy? I think at all? so. I, I think yeah, so. But I don't really know who you I, are. I feel like okay. I feel like that happens in February though. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, fair enough. How about some early yeah. signing day action for you, though, Mr. Thin? Can I interest you in that? Yeah. Have, have your bosses should, alerted you should make that. that a thing. This should make yeah. that a thing. Early signing day? Why wait till February? God, running up the flagpole. Let's go, baby. Yeah. We'll, we'll try to get started. We'll get this day. done. Yeah. So when when you appear on this podcast, I, I like to be nice. Because you you are you know, you're not just a friend of the pod. You're a friend of real life, even though I've never met you. But <laughs> I'm done being Mr. Nice Guy. I'm going to metaphorically... Grab you by the collar, pin you against a wall, and say, "Tell me everything you know about the Keontae Goodwin visit right now." So, like, yeah, I'm, I'm teeming for just any drop of information about what just happened over the weekend. For those that don't know, I'm sorry, Keontae Goodwin, five star offensive tackle, verbal, verbally committed to Kentucky, but his last official visit was to Michigan State. Sorry, just want to yeah. set the table. Right. So I saw uh, Keontae while I was walking around the concourse at the Breslin, and one thing that I learned was that he was big. That was not something sure. that was touched on before, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. So uh, I saw him, Coach Cap, uh, a lot of the other that were there that day, making their way to the recruiting section. Um, they stayed for, I want to say, most of the first half, and then they went and got fed. I'm assuming probably the best food that money could buy in East Lansing, whatever that would sure. be. And um, then they came back about, I want to say, 11 minutes left in the second half. Stayed till about the two-minute mark. So they basically saw most of the game. Uh, that was Saturday. So Keontae Goodwin specifically got here Friday night so that Michigan State could keep him here until Sunday night because you get 48 hours of official visit um, gotcha. duration. That was actually pretty smart because the dead period starts today at midnight, I believe. So the longer that Michigan State could keep him here Sunday night, kind of focus on their recruitment – the last time other coaches have on Sunday night before the dead period ends to kind of make their pitches. Um, yeah. So he, he was here for those 48 hours. He gave uh, Steve Wiltfong, the 24 seven national uh, recruiting director, some quotes on what he liked about Michigan state. Uh, pretty much like what you'd expect. He really liked the city, really liked the fans, like the basketball game really likes coach cap and coach Tucker. Like he always has. Um, not really too much insight regarding Michigan State's chances just yet because I'm sure he's going to go home and kind of discuss that with his trainer and his mom these next few days. But uh, just kind of highlighting what I've highlighted throughout Keontae's, go uh, throughout Keontae's recruitment is the fact that he came here twice on his own dime. And in order to have an official visit right before signing day, and sometimes, you know, those plans are nice in theory, but for some reason or another, they usually don't go to plan. But this is something that has been in the books for months since the summer, and they stayed on the track. And here we are with Michigan State hosting him three days before National Signing Day. And I think that's a great sign uh, because Goodwin could have taken an official visit to Michigan State back in the summer, 
um, instead of deciding to spend a single penny. Then when he came for the Michigan-Michigan State game, he could have made that an official visit instead of spending his own money. Took two of those visits on his own dime and then decided, no, I'm going to stick with this plan of visiting Michigan State right before signing day where he easily could have just decided not to because he's taken four other official visits and he could have gotten the experience out of the way. And I think it's a lot of legit interest on his end. I, I try not to get too emotionally wrapped up in recruiting, <laughs> but like this is, it, it's really hard to not get excited, right? Yeah. Like, just like you said, he's come up twice. One of those times was the Michigan, Michigan state game. Like name a better game to go to. Like, yes, he is verbally committed to Kentucky. He has gone down to A&M who's putting together one of the best recruiting classes of all time. Yep. He's been to Alabama. But yet MSU gets the last call. Like it's very hard not to like just yep. probably just think about it all week. Like is it gonna yep. work? But I don't know, man. So yep. like you said though, like it, it's tough to speak of like what you think the percent chances. Right. I like yeah. Now. So I would I would say that Michigan State has as good of a chance as anybody else. But at the same time, I would not consider there to be a leader. So Fair. that also would imply that Michigan State is not a leader. But yeah, I don't I don't think there's any sort of clear like for example, if anybody like Wilt Fung and these guys didn't have a crystal ball in for Kentucky already, right now they'd be sitting on their hands without putting a prediction to any of the schools that are finalists. Gotcha. Hey, you know what? I'll take that. I'll take that yep. as a win right here on the Sunday night. That that's fine. That's a okay. There's another visitor too that I wanted to hit on really quick, and it's uh, a new name, no one that we've really talked about on this podcast, yeah. but uh, Damari Alston. He is a four-star mm-hmm. running back. He is verbally committed to Auburn, and he was a visitor this weekend. I, quite frankly, to be transparent, I've really not heard much about him. He seems like a pretty strong yeah. Auburn verbal commit. I have a, yeah. Why would he come up though? It's not like he's coming up just to see a Michigan State Penn State basketball game. Like, is there yeah. legitimate interest here? Like that that so, shocked me. Yeah. So the reason his name wasn't brought up a lot is because even partially I was skeptical that that this would gotcha. end up happening. But what I knew, what I knew the plan all, all along was they were only going to take a running back out of high school if it was an elite running back. And back in I want to say June, that list was two guys. It was Demario Austin and Katron Allen. Once Katron Allen committed to Penn State, Michigan State stopped recruiting him at that point. When Demario Austin committed to Auburn, Michigan State did not stop, and Coach Piegler was very relentless there. And then as time progressed, uh, I know Piegler just kept hammering away at that recruitment, kept hammering away. Um, I was kind of just thinking to myself, no way this happens. He had all summer to visit Michigan State, and he didn't. And then he committed to Auburn after the fact. Why would he consider Michigan State still? Yeah. And then you keep you keep fast-forwarding the timeline, and there's Piegler just hammering away at this <laughs> recruitment. Um, and then, uh, you hear that he went ahead and did an in-home with Damari Alston early last week. And, uh, they had scheduled an official visit to the last week, uh, right before signing day. And, uh, he made the visit and he seemingly enjoyed the visit. And it was, uh, I was definitely proven wrong. I didn't say that it wasn't likely, but internally I was kind of very skeptical that this would pay off for coach Piegler. And that is why he gets paid the big bucks but we'll see what happens i don't know if that is an easy flip by any means he's he's one of auburn's most vocal leaders in their class um i I know when michigan state fans hear that they're like oh so is spider neely look what happened there sure (laughs) it's most most vocal leaders don't go the way that 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 recruitment did so this is a guy that it's going to be a very very hard flip but the fact that they even got him to visit is very very impressive 
If you think we're done talking to 24-7 sports Justin Thinned just yet, oh, you are crazy. Because we'll be right back with him, but first I need to talk to you fine folks about On Location. That's right, On Location. Let's talk for a minute about kicking things up a notch for the big game, the grand stage. Of course, we're talking about the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 56 at SoFi Stadium is less than 100 days away, and On Location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL, is the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package to the big game. Select your exact seats. Choose from elite experiences featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with college stars turned NFL legends Troy Aikman, Marcus Allen, Tim Brown, and many, many more. Plus accommodations at five-star LA hotels, food by the great Wolfgang Puck. Guys, you got to visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl On Location. One more time, that's onlocationexp.com slash SB56 or search Super Bowl On Location. Also need to talk to you fine folks about Built Bar. That's right, guys. Like I said at the top of the episode, I, I did go golfing on this beautiful Sunday in Metro Detroit and uh, carrying me through the round as I shanked my way all over Sylvan Glen. Thank you uh, for your services, Sylvan Glen. Uh, was, of course, Bilt Bar, guys. Uh, walking only. This is like four or five miles of walking, but Bilt Bar carried me through. And they'll also carry you through the holiday season as well with a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Or, who are we kidding, even better than a candy bar. Filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decanted flavor, covered in chocolate... But also, low in calories, low in sugar, low in net carbs, low in fat, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds. Just pure deliciousness and pure health benefits, baby. So many flavors to choose from. I mean, you just will have an impossible time choosing. Like, are you going to go with raspberry or mint brownie? Are going to go with cherry or double chocolate? Are you going to go with cookies and cream or peanut butter brownie? Or are you going to go with my new favorite, caramel, almond, delight, ooh-wee, it's so good. Built Bar gives you that extra fuel to bust down those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers this shopping season. Or if you're just standing endlessly in shopping lines, Built Bar can give you that extra something-something to keep you going. Just throw one in your jacket or your purse or, yeah, you just never know when you're going to need it. So, I got something else you can need too. How about a promo code? LOCKED15. What's that going to get you? That's going to get you 15% off your order at Built.com. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order of Built Bars. One more time, Built.com. Promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off at Built.com. All right, let's get back to our guy, Justin Thind. Man, I, like this is bad podcasting because Justin can see me on this video call. No one else can see me, but I'm fidgeting in my chair. It's like, I love Mel Tucker, but one of the worst things he's done is now emotionally rope me into recruiting and like because i used to follow it of course but now i now i feel like i'm involved now i feel like an emotional attachment now and now i feel like there's like a game on wednesday you know and uh it's gonna control my life the next three days um and so like listen and i want to get to the two newest transfers for michigan state football here in a little bit but i'm gonna throw you on the spot here uh michigan state obviously trying to take a kentucky verbal commit they're trying to take an auburn verbal commit is there anyone verbally committed to Michigan State right now that a Spartan fans should be like, uh-oh, is someone trying to poach our guys, or is it kind of quiet on all those fronts? So I wouldn't consider it as taking, but um, as Stephen Brooks kind of posted on the message board this morning, we're not expecting Shannon Blair to sign with Michigan State uh, mm. in the 2022 class. Um, it is. Uh, it was sort of a decision that was best for both parties sort of deal. 
So it's uh, best best of luck to Shannon Blair, but I don't expect gotcha. that he will be signing with Michigan State. And uh, Stephen Brooks uh, touched on that on the board earlier, so uh, all credit to him for finding that out. Gotcha. Okay. Well, yeah. because but other I, than I that, Traverse Tillman yeah, was with his recruitment too, right? And like I think he was. I believe that, so. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. But th- this this was, um, so so Shannon Blair and Aid uh, a day Wiley. Those two guys are corners that committed back in the summer. Mm-hmm. And then Michigan State has continued to prioritize defensive backs recently, um, specifically the safety from Virginia Tech uh, yeah. that we put in some crystal balls for a few days ago. But the numbers were kind of getting up there, and that's about seven guys that are looking to sign with Michigan State. So it's best for, I, I guess, one of those DBs to go seek playing time at a place where they can get more ample opportunity. And best for Michigan State to make sure that only guys that are able to contribute are signing. And just switching over to transfers really quick. I just We got two massive ones last week. J- Jacoby Winman, of course, and Aaron Brule. Got to throw the stank <laughs> on that last name, Brule. Um, Jacoby Winman, obviously, top 15 in the nation in tackles last year out of UNLV. Just here, here's a different way to ask a question. Like, what excites you the most about his game? Like, what should us Spartan fans just be really fired up for uh, Mr. Winman's services when he comes here so, this fall? So the best thing about Winman is for the first two years of college, he was a defensive end. And I believe he was all Mountain West, either either third team or honorable mention. But gotcha. in those in those two years as a defensive end, uh, each of those years, uh, so he had six and then six and a half sacks uh, in back-to-back years. Six was the most sacks that a UNLV player has had since 2013. So he was a very good defensive end, basically. That's the gist of that part of the story. Then he switched positions to linebacker this past year and was named All-Mountain West second team. So he's a guy that's a really good defensive end, switched to linebacker, and had an even better season than when he was playing defensive end. So it's Michigan State should be able to get some great pass rushing from Winman. And then he's also a very athletic, rangy kind of guy, so it's not like – he's going to be limited to just being a pass rushing specialist, like someone like um, a Chase Klein or a, uh, or a, yeah, he's not going to be one of those guys that's just coming in off the edge as a stand-up DE. At the same time, he gives you that flexibility that, Hey, if, if Aaron Brule and Cal Halliday are doing really well in a traditional linebacker role, you can go ahead and put him as a stand-up line uh, defensive end um, at the edge but he's not restricted to that. And interchangeably, you could have him be one of those two true linebackers and you can have Aaron Brule be that stand-up edge rusher because he's a guy that led the FBS in pressures last year. Uh, so gotcha. you kind of have you kind of have two linebackers here with these two transfers that both can play a real linebacker position. They're not just gimmicky rushers, but you can go ahead and make them pass rushers and have a lot of effectiveness out of them. And it seems like these are guys that are instant impact guys, right? Like this yes. isn't just stashed away guys for depth, but also right. like it's a busy linebacker room. So like, is there going to be a scheme change or just like you said, does women go down to DE? It's just a fascinating, right. like yeah. a good problem to have if, if you're Michigan State, you know, if you have too many talented players. But yeah, like yeah. Lay is another guy that just brings more linebacker mm-hmm. skill. And like you wrote in a piece uh, last week. Roulet was a guy that was pegged by Matt Miller uh, for an NFL mock draft of round yeah. two. And then he didn't really yep. have a season that he wanted last year. What What do you just make of that whole thing that he had a yeah. down year? Obviously, like, there's so, still a, yeah. a good player in that body, right? Yeah. So what I, what I kind of look at is, so that was in July of 2021. So just before the season, five months ago, 
this dude had an early second round draft grade. Can you, you probably can't. Can you tell me the last <laughs> Michigan State linebacker that had an early second round grade at any point of their career, let alone what they did after getting that grade? Oh boy. Cause I can't. Uh, no, I can't you got it. me. Eric Gordon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have no idea. I have no idea. So, so yeah, that's, that's the first thing that sticks out to me is this guy has a ceiling somewhere inside of him that mm-hmm. is first of all, derived from actual on field production. Cause that came after having two really good seasons. So he has a ceiling in him that a Michigan state linebacker hasn't had in a while. Yeah. And then on top of that, his down year, which was a down year this year, no doubt about that. He still had goes for loss and sacks, then Halliday and Crouch combined. So you're still getting a guy who in his down year made more big plays than your current two linebackers did combined. And obviously total tackles would never match up with that same proportion of sure. him doubling up those two guys, but he missed some tackles. He needs to get back to his old self for sure. But even him at his lowest is a great pickup production wise. That's fair. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah. you know, Hey, sometimes the change of scenery helps yeah. you find your old self, you know, like, yeah, oh, that's Plus, not very Yeah. Poetic. Plus he's a guy that he's a guy that brings a lot to the locker room as well. Uh, Coach Leach took him to sec media day. Yeah. He's one of those uh, face of the program kind of guys, one of those good ambassadors of, of the Mississippi state program. So he's a guy that's an asset no matter what. Gentleman and a scholar. Just like you, Mr. Thin. Thank you so much for joining <laughs> once again. Always love having you on, man. You always just bring awesome insight, great knowledge, and also just the charm that Justin brings to everywhere <laughs> he goes, man. So, hey, thanks a ton, man. Uh, best of luck this week. I'm sure it should just go by fine. Not, not yeah. this way at all. So, yeah. yeah. Cool. Yep. Deal, Appreciate it, Matt. Really, really fun as always. Thanks a lot. And massive, massive thank you to our guy, Justin Thin of 24-7 Sports. And go follow all the 24-7 Sports Gentlemen, uh, that's where we got Corey Robinson, we got Justin Thind, of course, and then our guy Stephen Brooks as well. They will be busy this week as National Signing Day is just around the corner on Wednesday. And uh, I'll try to nab one of them uh, for a show uh, on Thursday, of course, the day after National Signing Day, to kind of recap everything. Uh, hopefully no hiccups on MSU's end, but if there's a surprise... Yeah, that's obviously going to highlight our show as well. So, yeah, keep it tuned here. Keep it tuned to their work as well. And thank you for making Locked on Spartans your first listen every single day, guys. On tomorrow's show, we're going to bebop around. If anything pops up, of course, we're going to hit that. But also, a question that I asked on Twitter I want to get to. Who is a more exciting player, Kenneth Walker or Cassius Winston? That's right. We're going to just burn this place down with that question that's also thrown, well, my own brain in a tizzy. So, uh, yeah, we got that a lot more. Again, if you ever had any questions, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com is the place to find me. Now go make your second listen, Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. That's Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling, free and available on all platforms. All right, guys, let's have a great week. Love you all. Go Green.